Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mr. James Katulis. And for all future listeners, today's Tuesday, January 18th, 2022. Um, so... Tried to get uh, Brandon, or yeah, let's go Brandon, sponsored, and NASCAR revoked it, saying, if I'm correct, that it's political, but you can have a BLM car, which, hey, I'm for, too. You can do that. But um, for everyone that hasn't listened to the last episode, introduce yourself real quick and uh, tell them about how you are the uh, slayer of Goldman Sachs and uh, how you don't give a shit, and that's why I love you. Well, actually, I do give a shit. That's why I got some of the bad guys, right? But, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I'm a hedge fund manager. I'm also a lawyer. Um, as we talked about the last podcast, my kind of claim to fame was I was the lead counsel in a global bankruptcy, recovered all 6.7 billion in client assets pro bono with a team of three people against, uh, Clinton's FBI director, Obama's attorney general, trustee from Lehman Brothers. Um, and yeah, that was the former CEO of Goldman Sachs, John Corzine, who stole $1.6 billion uh, from his own customers to cause that eighth largest bankruptcy in U.S. history. So uh, uh, yeah, I, I don't get intimidated uh, by scumbags. Uh, there's a lot of them out there. And uh, NASCAR is, is the latest on my list. And you said that they said it was political. Actually, they didn't say anything. Okay, their director of operations, I think his name is Dale Howell, um, approved the sponsorship in writing. Uh, some people online have tried to, to say that like, we tried to pull a fast one on NASCAR. Okay, the, the car's owner had discussions with NASCAR back in November that they don't want the phrase, let's go Brandon trackside, but it's okay off track. Okay, like the LGB coin was okay. Like there's pictures of me with Brandon himself in the pits in November wearing an LGB coin shirt. Okay, NASCAR was aware of that, right? They actually banned another driver who said the phrase in defiance of their um, dystopian mandate to not say let's go driver's name from the pits. I think it was Ford actually banned him from driving your equipment. So Ford in that case, if, if I have the facts straight, uh, was that particular commie, but, uh, um, you know, the, the, there was not a fast one poll. This was approved. Okay. The link to the website was given to them. They were allowed to review the website ahead of time. Um, you know, so the, the ownership group was completely upfront and, you know, we have indications that it was NBC is embarrassed by the phrase because it points out how Kelly Stavis lied um, belatedly on air about what the crowd was actually chanting. And it's it's really that message, I think, is why the phrase, let's go, Brandon, resonates uh, with, with people so strongly because it's not just code for what the crowd was chanting, right? And some people, they do use it as a double entendre for that. But I think the more powerful message is that we as Americans are sick of being lied to by the media and by the government about what the truth is, okay? You know, you've heard, you know, Trump talk about fake news. You've heard the left talk about fake news. Okay, both sides are just sick of people lying to our faces, okay? And, like, you know, COVID, you just saw, like, a year plus ago, Fauci was on video saying masks don't work, 
Okay, like it's pointless to wear them, save them for the health workers, right? Then a month later, they're like, you gotta wear masks and you should double mask, you should triple mask, like mask, mask, mask all the time, right? And then just like I think it was yesterday or the day before, is the New York Times conceding that the CDC finally admits, well, different masks have different levels of efficiency. No, really? And that that medical contributor, sorry to cut you off, that medical contributor on CNN, uh, Chen, didn't she say towards the end of December? She's like, get an N95. Cloth masks are little more than decoration. You know, I didn't hear her say that, but it's true, right? And anybody who knows anything about data analysis and who can read studies knows that it's true. Okay, so, you know, so then you got to ask, okay, well, they, you know, Fauci knew that it was true, you know, you're plus ago, that's why he said it, okay? And look, if someone, I do tell people, if you are legitimately concerned about COVID, if you are at risk, Right, if you're a morbidly obese old person with heart disease and, and diabetes, get a whole bunch of N95s and wear a brand new one that's properly fitted every day, sure. and you're gonna be okay. Yeah. Right, but if you're a normal person for which you have, you know, a 99.98 survival rate or whatever it is from COVID, right? Like you can't let this ruin your whole life. But you got to ask why they've been so insistent on these cloths wear mask wearing. And I think there's a couple of reasons, right? Like you look at like the Met Gala where, you know, AOC went with her tax, the rich dress made by someone who's a tax evader with, you know, the, you know, there's a lot of politicians who just get off on being hypocritical. People call them out and be like, AOC wearing that dress to hang out at, you know, $35,000 plate gala is so hypocritical. Don't you think she knows that? She knows it, okay? But bad people like her get off on being hypocritical, yeah. just like how Gavin Newsom got off on having a maskless indoor dinner with doctors at the French Laundry while every restaurant in California was closed, okay? It makes insecure, power-hungry people feel powerful to be hypocritical and say, you know, these are the rules for everybody else, but I'm big and powerful, so I don't have to to follow, right? And so, you know, to this day, even my aunt, where like we've lived a virtually restrictionless life for, you know, 19, 20 months now, right? I mean, we kind of knew what was up by like April, May, 2020. Okay, you still go to restaurants, you go, um, you know, to establishments where you have like working class people and they're all in masks, right? And it, it just, it creates this like psychological dual class structure of society where the, you have the mass class that is somehow inferior to, you know, the wealthier people who don't have to wear masks. And I think a part of that is that, you know, people like AOC want to feel superior. Um, but by the way, she was just maskless here and got COVID at the drag show, right? Which uh, I, I got to confess, my friend, uh, someone we work with took that video oh, and, sure. uh, I personally said that to Brendan Leslie, who got it like viral. So uh, I'm not going to out my buddy who, sure. uh, you know, who sent me that. But uh, I, I'm proud to have a little, Unsung a little, uh, you know, facilitate her, her hypocrisy and karmic payback being exposed, sure. right? But um, but no, like I, to me, whenever I see someone in a cloth mask, I feel really uncomfortable, right? That they're either being forced to do that. Um, by their employer, you know, and like a lot of you, know, you work at a restaurant, right? Like, you know, or you're delivering stuff. Like, you probably don't have that much runway for cash, right? So, like, these people have very little choice but to, you know, accept it. And, you know, but like, you just lose so much of humanity by not seeing people's faces. 
right? And it's, it's, I think it's just part of this kind of overarching, you know, goal of those who hate America to create this division, create like this dual class society, you know, put, you know, this kind of like psychological terror into people. Like you have, like, I think it's a combination of, of fear in a lot of people, like and it's fear of COVID, fear of losing your job, etc. And it, it's just not healthy for the overall psyche of the country. So for me, like, I hate the tribalism that American politics have devolved into. Like, I want to about America. I want Americans to be happy. I want us to be successful. I want us all to be free. Um, you know, but unfortunately, you know, this division is real. And I think that those of us who realize what Fauci said, one of the one few true things the guy has said in, you know, the last 20 months was that cloth masks don't work. You know, I think that we all need to agitate and not wear them and not put up with this bullshit um, until they go away. Because I, I, I think that, the, you know, non-at-risk people being mass all day is very detrimental to, to the mental health of the nation. Yeah. And, um, to, to, and they don't work. Uh, well, and, and, that, and that little factoid. But what you also have is, um, and I think you hit the nail on the head, it's the it's the meaning of what media dishonesty is, right? You know, people are like, why do people say, let's go Brandon? Why don't you just grow a pair and say, fuck Joe Biden? Well, sure. Yeah. Fuck Joe Biden. Fuck Donald Trump. Yeah. Whatever you want. No, let's go Brandon. Sure. There's the, you know, there is the coded message, right? You can kind of say it in public, right? It's kind of like, uh, you know, it's kind of like using sign language around blind people or something. You can kind of, you know, say it out there, which is terrible. But like, there's that. But there also is something much bigger, though, right? Because that, that was I, I couldn't think of anything. I trying- Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well. That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I'm going to make this heartfelt analogy. That's not nice. That's I not just, nice. I was, it was horrible. I, I genuinely didn't mean for the point's this. You should just edit that whole scene. Did I will if you'd like. I'll, I know you're not that mean. I that that was a terrible analogy. It's like speaking Spanish around a guy that only speaks English. You can kind of say it out there. That was a terrible. But listen, the point's this. What we saw was a direct, right? We always see these sort of, there's a delay. There's almost like you see the explosion and then there's the shockwave. You hear the statement and then it comes out that it's a lie, right? With the masks. Or you could even say 20 years later with WMDs in Iraq, right? We have these delayed moments. What was so big about the Let's Go Brandon thing is... It was like when CNN had that headline, fiery, but mostly peaceful protests. And you're seeing right. it your so that, It's the, what it is. Well, is and that's the, very ironic with the Let's Go Brandon, since, you know, fake hate crimes are okay with NASCAR. Yes. And BLM inciting riots and burning businesses. That's okay. That's okay for, for NASCAR. But, you know, a, a very polite way of seeing, a, you know, a multi- Tiered complex language. No one's died because of Let's Go Brandon. No businesses have been burned because of Let's Go Brandon. Um, but that's big. What? And so what it is is it's above all else because like anyone can say fuck Joe Biden, right? You can make up a code for whatever. That doesn't matter. Yeah. It's not that. What it is is it was a real time example of seeing mm-hmm. with your eyes and ears what they what they were chanting, 
fuck Joe Biden, and a woman smiling going, let's go, Brandon. It's, it's, it's when you see those videos that people take in North Korea, and it's like a woman, you know, saying, she's like, you know, in 1945, North Korea defeated the United States, and like, you're going, wait, wait, hold on, you know, it's, it's like, it's like the movie know. The Interview, where, it, you know, it's like, you know, he has no need for a butthole, like, he simply burns off the energy, and it's like, Sometimes it's it's the Tiananmen Square picture where it's yes the Chinese right. Communist Party is terrible but it's also what that stands for nothing happened on this day you didn't see a tank it's a symbolism much deeper it's the dis- mm-hmm. it's the dishonesty in the media that you saw with your own eyes and I think that's what Let's Go Brandon stands for and I think that that's probably why just like you have them all attacking Joe Rogan, it's nothing that Rogan mm-hmm. did. It's, it, it's, they're, they're projecting their Let's own. Let's cancel reaction. him. Yeah. They're just Let's get cancel him. Rogan. Let's cancel Malone. Anybody who tells the truth, we're going to cancel. Okay. Just like, let's go pray it. We want to tell the truth and point out the means line, cancel us. Sure. Yeah. And then, you know, and guys like me, I did get canceled for interviewing Malone and McCall. I did get banned, but you look at someone like Rogan and it can't be done. So you have this, right. You have the 300 doctors all signing a letter to Spotify, right? Or you have... Joe most of them weren't doctors! They weren't doctors, and that, that has nothing compared to the 16,000. Yeah, so, but the point is, they can't lose the grip on the narrative, because what this is, is it's so much larger than COVID. It's so much larger yeah. than Brandon. What it is, is it's their ability to control anything from weapons of mass destruction to, you know, we're not going to let the, the, the housing bubbles pop to whatever it's the control of that which is so much deeper because it transcends any one issue in any one decade we got to go to vietnam we got to go to korea we got whatever and that's what it is so with that what maneuvers or what paths are there for you guys to get the car sponsored is it still on the table well so listen i mean (laughs) i'm a difficult person to cancel right because i don't Really yeah. Like you said earlier. Um, so my first priority though is taking care of Brandon Brown. Okay, because Brandon is an innocent victim here. Yeah. Okay, Brandon just had the biggest moment of his life. He wanted to tell a guy sitting here, you could see like the joy in his face. He's so excited. I spent a little bit of time with him. He's just like a nice guy, man. And like he doesn't want to cause any problems. The guy just wanted to drive fast when race is shaking me. You know, like he's just a good dude. Okay. So my first priority is I want to make Brandon really rich. Okay. Because of this. Like it's not fair to him that his career has been hurt by this. Okay. Like he's one of the most promising young racing drivers out there. And, you know, look, if I can make enough money to buy a Formula One team and have him drive that, you know, <laughs> cancel NASCAR, awesome. Right. But um, even with NASCAR, and by the way, illegally provoking our sponsorship. And, you know, first thing I'm doing is suing them. There's a, a legal concept goes back to the 1700s it's called promissory estoppel, right? So they gave us a proper in writing approval of the sponsorship from the director of operations. Um, and people relied on that. They, they acted on it. People bought LGB coin, like LGB coin had a $300 million aggregate market cap at the time of the announcement. Right after the announcement, it soared to 580 million. Okay, and then, and by the way, NASCAR didn't even have like the honor and integrity to put out a release saying they were revoking it. They like leaked it through the media. You know, that's that's what cowards do, right? But so when they after they cowardly revoked this, um, the coin went down to half of its pre-announcement point. So it's beyond 150 million. So anybody who relied on their in writing approval of this. 
as a claim against NASDAQ. Sure. Okay, they relied on that as a reliance interest on the oldest concepts of, of contract law, quasi-contract law, and estoppel. Okay, so look, I've sued the biggest bank in the world in why I sued Border to the FBI in one, sued the trustee from the biggest bankruptcy um, in history in one, and gone up against Obama's Attorney General. You think I'm afraid of NASCAR? That's what I was about okay? to That's what like, I was about to say. Yeah. Like, right? Like, Steve Phelps, bro, come on. Like, you, you know, the next couple months uh, aren't going to be fun for you, dude. I'm, I'm sorry. And, and, you know, NASCAR, along with their powerliness, the day after they revoked this through leaks, they announced a sponsorship with, like, the Carolina LGBT community, okay, to, like, troll us, right, and to try to, like, trade off of our brand. Okay, and look, I don't give a – have the rainbow LGBT T-car, yeah. don't care, okay, if they're paying for it, freedom of speech, go for it, okay, um, but don't approve us, then cowardly kowtow to, like, NBC or maybe the administration, okay, like, illegally revoke our approved sponsorship through leaks, okay, and then try to play off our brand with your, like, obscure Carolina chapter, okay, like, do your Carolina thing, I don't care, we can have the LGB car race, the LGBT car and by the way we have members in the lgbt community who own lgb coin yeah. okay like the gay who's straight who's one of my favorite instagram accounts she probably you know falls into both demographics okay like we're not haters yeah okay but the way they did it you know was cowardly and you know i'm gonna hold them accountable okay so that's number one okay number two we doubled down on our financial commitment to brandon for an off-track sponsorship with nascar Canada can't control. Albeit, you know, I feel bad that it's probably awkward for Brandon that, you know, that he's got an off-track sponsorship by someone who has been illegally revoked by NASCAR and, you know, that we are, you know, encouraging LGB coin holders or anybody who believes in the Let's Go Brandon movement to cancel NASCAR, to not buy tickets, to not watch that on TV and to, you know, turn the less cancel culture, you know, back on that, right? Like if they want to deprive a driver of, of revenue, okay, we're going to stand by him and make sure, you know, he gets that revenue so he can live his dream. But at the same time, we're going to hold them accountable. And if, you know, they want to come after Brandon for, you know, trying to keep him from driving, for people saying his name, yeah. because NBC chose a lie on national TV, I'll sue him for that too. Yeah. Okay, Brandon Phelps, right? But, you know, so we're going to have the car, you know, off track. So, you know, we painted cars ahead of Daytona. Like, we paid for that already. We're going to use those cars. And, you know, Brandon's going to use those suits that were custom made by designers. Um, and, you know, we, we have rights to Brandon's likeness. We got rights to let's go Brandon. That's that's all on the, the LGB coin website. Is there, like, a is there like a percentage, like, where you, like, own the team? So we don't own the team. So we did with that deal with the team owner, right? Um, but you know, look, if enough people, you know, buy the coin, right? Like, I'll buy a team. Well, if you, know, you I'll, I'll, I'll team, race it in Indy. I'll ride it in, in F one. Well, if you bought the team, what I'm saying is you could turn it into the Let's Go Brandon team. So it would just be the LGBT. I love it. I mean, I, I love the troll of the troll. Yeah, right? just yeah. Uh, I don't know if the team is actually for sale now, uh, but uh, I, I, lo- I love it. Make it, a, make it a team, man. But but look, I mean, like the coin we are just in the last week. Um, you know, we've been approached with like eight hundred influencers, like people with you know reach, you know, in the billions, like um, you know, design firms who. 
um, you know, are creating content or for the coin who literally have like 10 billion video views and stuff. And they're like, we absolutely support what you're doing and support how you're standing up, um, you know, against like big tech, tech sponsorship, NBC sponsor or uh, censorship, I mean. Um, and, you know, there are people here who, who, you know, are sick of this. They're sick of, you know, big tech's involvement. You know, like one of the first people uh, who called me uh, was George Farmer, who's in a CEO parlor, right? And, you know, they ran us as, as a feature, um, you know, right when this happened, it was like the top story. And we're like, you know what, George, we want to sponsor you. We want to, you know, and they have the synergy between, you know, like-minded people um, who are standing up, um, you know, against this. And, you know, I, I'm excited to see what's going to happen with True Social. You know, I hope that True Social is something like what Twitter was like eight years ago, where it's just a chronological feed of people that you follow, you know, with none of this like ridiculous banning, you know, none of this like fact checking. Like, you know, Facebook has since admitted in court that their fact checks are just opinions because they weren't, they painted themselves into a legal box, right? So, what is free about opinion-based censorship? I mean, you know, it's my legal opinion that, that opinion-based censorship violates um, 230, uh, you know, digital money off copyright. Okay, something that, you know, I'm studying back in law school, you know, it's been a while, but once you're arbitrarily getting involved, you know, moderation, it's not, you know, for a factual-based reason, you should lose all protections yeah. under 230. You know, that's why, you know, one, one of the first people, um, you know, well-known Republican influencers who bought LGB uh, was Rogan O'Hanlon, DC Drano, who's been banned by Twitter, who's suing Twitter, you know, who has documentary evidence that Twitter colluded uh, you know, with the government to, to, you know, to block him. Um, you know, that's someone who, you know, I have a great deal of respect for, who, um, you know, is taking the fight to the courts. And I think of all the judicial branches, that are, or all, all the government branches out there, you know, the judiciary has been the one that has really, you know, stood up, you know, for the rule of law. I mean, like, look at it on global, right? I had a $176,000 budget. I went up against trustees who built $2.4 billion with a B and fees, like arms, like hundreds and hundreds of, you know, the top lawyers in the world. But, you know, at the end of the day, the force got it right. Okay, the Supreme Court, you know, OSHA, the tax mandate, they got that most right. I mean, I think they should have overruled the, you know, the medical um, you know, mandate, especially for people with antibodies, given that all of the data empirically shows that if you have naturally acquired antibodies, you have seven times higher immunity than, than from the shots, um, but you're also much higher risk of side effects, right? So it's, um, you know, pushing these shots, which, you know, I won't call them vaccines because they're not vaccines. They were, the word vaccine was Orwellianly changed um, to make these mild therapeutics that best, right, that, you know, it shows that maybe they get 10 weeks of immunity, that, you know, really what the shots are good at is creating a newitized return. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
returning revenue from Pfizer and Moderna, right? Um, they're much better at that than, you know, any kind of therapeutics. I mean, you know, things like, you know, monoclonal antibodies, for example, are infinitely more effective. Um, and in fact, the data shows that with Omicron, the vaccines actually, or the, the shots have a negative efficacy, which yeah. means you're more likely to get, get Omicron yeah. if you've had the shots, right? Whereas like, you know, I've gone to hundreds of parties, events, social things, you know, here in Miami and, you know, other places in the world, you know, turning point conventions, you know, thousands of people never once had a COVID system. I've never had an elevated respiratory rate, nothing, right? Like I should go, you know, put myself at risk of heart inflammation to make Pfizer and Moderna more money and that should be legally mandated. Like, give me a break. Yeah, there's no more. Oh, by the way, speaking of all that, you know who I heard owns L2B? I haven't actually spoken of yet, but uh, I heard Robert Malone has a fair <laughs> amount of L2B. So I'd love to verify that. I don't know if it's true or not. Um, but uh, I, you know, I'm a huge fan of it. And just, you know, you, when you talk about like integrity and consistency and being the opposite of the media who like, up like you know, lies to our faces, you know, Malone is someone who helped invent mRNA technology. Okay, but rather than trying to like self congratulate himself, I'm like, look at what I made, it's so awesome. It's like, no, there are real risks to people from it. And there's certain things about it that do not work, especially for coronaviruses in particular, right? But, um, you know, I am someone who's very data driven as a hedge fund manager, right? Um, You know, at the the beginning of COVID, we identified COVID as a major threat to the global economy in January 2020. Um, You know, we monitor it, we watch, you know, basically as soon as it got out of China, we felt it was inevitable that it was going to go worldwide, just you know the high level of contagious effect and the um, the long onset for symptoms. You know, like yeah. the fourteen day incubation period where pre symptomatic people are the most contagious, right? But you know, we actually closed all our offices globally um, February twenty sixth, twenty twenty, right? So like you know, two and a half weeks before lockdown was done anywhere in the rest of the world, we did that. So I'm not someone like COVID's fake, COVID's a scam. I mean, you know, the evidence does appear that COVID was probably funded by the U.S. government and the Wuhan Institute of Virology. I mean, the, you know, the evidence I've seen there, you know, I don't know if it would win in criminal court where you need 99% proof, but it would definitely win in civil court where you need 51% proof. I think we're somewhere between the 51 and the 99% you know, threshold that the U.S. government funded the creation of COVID. But, um, you know, by April 2020, you know, it was clear to us that COVID would be endemic, okay, which people now, you know, 18 months later are, are coming to agree with, right? Um, and then we would have to live with it, right? And, uh, you know, that's why I encourage my staff to exercise every day get sunlight. Like those are the things that are actually going to protect you from COVID, not, you know, the shot that lasts for 10 weeks tops, right? And that makes you more susceptible to Omicron. Um, because by April 2020, we knew there had never been a successful mRNA vaccine in terms of, of creating, you know, long-standing immunity, which is what the word vaccine meant before it was overwhelmingly changed to fit these, you know, mild therapeutics, you know, into the word, the word. and there had never been any kind of working coronavirus vaccine, okay? Like the common cold is a coronavirus, uh, SARS is a coronavirus, MERS is a coronavirus. They simply mutate too quickly, okay? And like all the frenzy that's created over these variants, like, you know, we knew variants would be a thing in April 2020, right? And variants are going to always be a thing now that this government 
funded viruses out of the world, you know, sadly it's it's here. Like we can't let the genie back in the bottle. And like we as humans have to accept that and live accordingly. So, you know, you can keep paying Pfizer and Moderna, you know, now every 10 weeks to get a shot that, you know, may or may not do something. Or you can take agency for your own health, get outside, get your vitamin D and exercise. And, you know, that's, that's what's going to protect you. And by the way, now, now that the Biden administration, you know, has, has seen like twice as many deaths as under the Trump administration, you know, they, they hammer Trump for the deaths that occurred during, you know, his time when he didn't create Corona, right? And, you know, I think that people think it's only fair to blame Biden because, you know, he belly Trump, right? But I mean, you know, Biden doesn't really have control of, you know, who gets this or who doesn't. But, you know, now there's cases are so high, like the fear level of Omicron is so high, they basically wash their hands. They're like, there's no federal solution. And now they're trying to, they're coming out with the real facts. They're trying to minimize COVID, which is stuff that, you know, people like me who actually read the data have known for, you know, 20 months that, guess what? <laughs> 75% of deaths, four more comorbidities, okay? Like obesity makes you far more likely to have, you know, major complications, you know, from COVID. Cloth masks don't work. So, look, I'm glad they're being honest now. But, you know, how many people after hearing, you know, almost two full years of messaging to be so afraid of this, stay in your house, don't leave, triple masks, four shots, like these people are going to be wearing masks for 60 years. It's like the people in the Great Depression who will talk about like how everything, how much everything costs from, you know, the 1920s, yeah. like grandparents. Like there's people going to be starved for life because of this. And then there's a lot of people who two years of their life, they didn't get back. They have family members who died of cancer who they couldn't hug in the hospital because of this. You know, like I, I have friends who had to watch, you know, funerals for heart attacks on FaceTime. Right. And so, you know, the psychological trauma, like the businesses that have lost, like the collateral damage of COVID policy that was based on things that people knew were lies, it, it's reprehensible. And and I feel that like let's go Brandon encapsulates, you know, the outrage and all of that stuff. Because there's been nonstop COVID lies, and that's been propagated by the same media who lied about what the crowd was chanting when when Brandon won Talladega. It's that it's that laser that cuts through the fog is the ability to tell the truth. And I mean, you can almost see some, uh, uh, poetic analogous symbolism to the war on terror, right? Our response to the war on terror. Sure. Probably was worse. Cost what? $7 trillion, 7,500 U S service men and women lives, 1.5 million civilians, erosions of our own civil rights with the Patriot act, the creation of the department of Homeland security, Right, so we have that, and not only that, you could also look at it. As I mentioned, a fully armed Taliban now with M16. Oh, that's not even that's. I was not only that driving variants of terrorism. You're driving variants of terrorism. You're creating ISIS, right? You're you're driving these things to other. It's going into uh, South Africa. You can only hammer down on it so much before you have to start taking care of yourself and realizing that you were wrong. Now, whereas that went from 03 to 2021, 18 years of of Iraq, right? is we're now seeing it in maybe 18 months, but it's still the same, it's still the same meaning and symbolism. We had the war on drugs before that. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. how many people in prison, how many billions of dollars have been of prisons for people like minor drug offenses? Yeah. Like, yeah, no, exactly. And so what it is, is again, is it, is it represents something much stronger. If, if, if 9-11 happened last year, if you started putting out podcasts 
or memes about uh do you guys really think there's WMDs out there banned from misinformation this has been proven false by independent fact checkers and not only that it's for the greater good you don't love america don't you realize that 3000 people just died you can hide behind that and go you don't love for the greater good whether it's national security or whether it's a pandemic it's state sponsored through the uh, appearingly unstate sponsored puppet of public corporations, Facebook, Instagram, the mainstream news, you can then put out your feelers and say exactly what you want. And you can hide behind the shield, like hiding behind Greta Thunberg. You can hide behind the shield of going, but it's for the greater good. And then it's not until it's all blown over and 20 years has gone by that well, Colin Powell is dead now, right? Uh, Robert Gazer's not, he was the other one. Who's the other? Rumsfeld. Rumsfeld's dead now. Yeah. Dick Cheney's 175. Like it's, you're not going to have these effects now. Whereas this is, it's almost, it's almost too close in the rearview mirror. And I think that's where a lot of the discomfort comes from is, hey, normally you think you get 20 years or 50, you know, CIA classified. By the time, you know, by the time everything comes out about JFK, they're all dead and so are their kids. This is right here. And I think a lot of it is represented in there. Now, as someone that knows nothing about law, and I know you got to wait. No, oh, sorry. I glanced at the time. I had the wrong time. I know. Oh, yeah, plenty of time. No, no, no. I, I thought it said 57. You've been I, I thought it said, I looked at 337. I thought it said 57. I was like, shit. <laughs> um, as someone that knows nothing about law, how long does this take? What is, wh- when is it going to happen? How can you push it? How can you hold their feet to the fire? Yeah. Um, it's a, these are all good questions. So, you know, we're, we're negotiating with a couple different co-counsels right now. Um, you know, there's discussions over the concept of standing, like who has the right, like, you know, where, you know, where the choice of law is, you know, a little complexity in the case, given that we're kind of one step removed from NASCAR. So law, there's something called, you know, privity of contract, right? Which is that, you know, um, Brandon's owner has a contract with NASCAR. We have a, con- a contract with Brandon's owner, but we don't have a contract directly with NASCAR, right? Um, so that adds a little complexity. Different states have you know, different laws of that. We've got LGB holders that were damaged in you know different states. So you know our legal teams are doing analysis for where's the you know most advantage place to bring in, um, you know, to bring this promissory estoppel case. Um, Things of that nature, right? But you know, I'm, I'm hoping we could file um, maybe right in, right around Daytona would be great, which is where our car was supposed to to, to make the debut. Um, you know, get counsel engaged, pick the you know the right venue, have a, a good complaint uh, drafted. We don't have the economic analysis of the damages uh, caused by that. Um, you know, but at the same time, the, the team of the coin and there's like 90 people working on this coin daily or almost daily, right? You know, you've got like I think seven, eight billionaires have you know bought in, you've got programmers, like I mean media studs. Um it's the team is absolutely incredible. And uh um you know I was generously gifted coins by Jeff Carter who I was in the show with with you uh you know last time. Um and you know it's like is she want to be public? I'm like, yeah, because I believe in in the let's go win. Uh, you know, movement. Um, so, you know, I talk to these guys like every day. There's, 
you know, the talent of people who are working on this coin, I mean, it puts, I think, for a lot of Fortune 100 companies to shame. I mean, the, the speed at which they work, like the technical prowess doing, like, cross-chain mappings of the, uh, let's go brand an ERC-20 Ethereum tokens onto Polygon, right? And, you know, building, like, bonding pools on, you know, Olympus and doing, like, exchange listings with, like, major crypto exchanges. I mean, it's, like, two and a half months old when, like, I think Dogecoin took to eight months to, to get listed on exchange and like independent legal opinions. Like the team already has a, a Cayman Islands foundation that's set up that's providing for like operations of this thing. I mean, like the decentralization, it's, it's unbelievable. And, you know, like I become like kind of the face of it just because I like, you know, talking about this stuff. And I think it's, it's important, you know, the, the truth of media, like, like, you know, truth of, you know, COVID policy, um, you know, those, those issues are very important to me. So I've used it as a vehicle you know, to get that stuff out. But, um, you know, the behind the scenes people who are actually like work on this day in day out, like they're, they're even more present. Um, so it's, it's been pretty cool to watch. And, and I think what's, what's coming for that coin is insane. Like I mentioned at the beginning, it's like 800 influencers are in the process of, of becoming engaged, like some of the top video production talent in the world, some of the top like TikTok, um, production. I mean, it's, it's mind-blowing what, what, what the team is doing. Now, from again, from my uh, legally challenged mind as a biology major, the thing that sticks out to me is like back to the, I don't, I forget what, what it's called, but people purchase things based on a, on a written agreement, right? It's, Hey, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, Hey, I'm signing this apartment lease. Hey, you said, you said it's mine now. All right. Well, I just hired a moving company, got the U-Haul. I got, you are now, that seems to me the most clear cut and strong case, right? Just something yeah. that's basically. It's called reliance interest. Okay. It's one of the oldest principles in common law. Yeah. It's also known as promissory estoppel, is the you know, more lawyery way to say it. But you know, yeah. you, you reasonably rely on NASCARs with people. Yeah. So that seems like the most foundational. And they're going to lose. Yeah. That seems like the most foundational thing that someone like me or anyone would go, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no way that can be legal, right? So. Now, does the and perhaps this is now turning into a bit of a, a a law tutor podcast? Does that does the amount of that is it scaled? Does that does it carry more weight? If it's just me that got screwed out of ten bucks, or is it you know people buying a million billion uh, LGB coins and then it goes from three hundred to eight hundred, then comes back down? Is there more weight in that? And you would know, right, because you did that whole or that whole fraud, frauding people out of billions of dollars from Goldman Sachs. Does it hold more weight when it has more monetary weight, if that makes sense? So, yeah, it's, it's a monetary element is more. That's really what the courts are going to go based on the number of people. Right. So uh, um, it's one of the one of the issues that's kind of being worked out is like who are the actual plaintiffs are going to be? Is it going to be like all the individual coin holders? Is it going to be the LGBT coin foundation? Might be me personally. We're, we'll see. We're, but those are those are decisions that we're still still making. But you know, as of right now, it's about you know four hundred thirty million in 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 damages, right? So I mean, it's a big check that NASCAR um, will probably have to write here. Um, and you know, and look, the team is is working around the clock to to, to fix that damage. But um, you know, make no mistake, it you know we hurt the coin, and and I think ultimately, like um, we will get made whole by by NASCAR, the courts, um, and have a lot of other really good things happen. But you know, it's I'm not someone to to let people victimize people and and get away with it. 
And, you know, they've, they've hurt Brandon Brown here. They've hurt everybody, you know, who's bought the, the coin, you know, in support of the movement. And, and it's intentional. They, they knew they were going to cause damage to that. So, you know, it's malicious. And I think announcing that, you know, partnership with Carolina LGBT, right, the day after, you know, they leaked this, this revocation. I mean, it just shows, like, the malicious, willful intent, uh, you know, to hurt people. And, you know, I'm going to hold them accountable for it. Yeah, and as as your your track record shows, you have now with Brandon because he, I mean, he really did get. He just won the. He just won. That's all he he showed up and played the game. You know, if Tom Brady's last name was Brandon and this whole thing was revolving around him, you could you'd go, what dude? This is just a guy that this is just a football star. So yeah. and he and so Brandon, if I'm correct, right, he's hasn't been able to get any other sponsorships, right? Though, right. I think now after the revocation, it seems that some have uh, kind of stepped up. Uh, I don't, I, I personally don't have like privy to, to the details there. Um, I know we're doing whatever we can uh, you know, to make sure that, you know, he gets, you know, taken care of uh, because of this, even though that we're not getting what we pay for, right? So we're not actually paying double to get less, but, you know, I think that that's, consistent with the spirit of the coin, right? I mean, like our, our holders have donated about 500 grand, uh, you know, U.S. dollars worth to you know, charities, to, um, you know, political candidates and organizations that I think are consistent with you and I's, you know, values and stuff, right? So, I mean, you know, the group is, people are out here to do good with the coin, right? And we want to do right by brand and we want to help as many people as we can while getting the message out that, you know, we need to stop letting people lie to us. We need to stop supporting social media that, that's banning people and shadow banning people and censoring people. Um, you know, so there, there's many facets of good that I think that we are doing and will continue to do um, with this coin. Is there any way a legal case could be framed in that this is a direct harm to Brandon and is he protected under? And because he he does technically he is directly involved with NASCAR as opposed to you guys where they own Brandon and then you're working with Brandon and it's sort of this tertiary secondary whatever effect could it could it be said that he is being that there are uh, damages done to him directly for being pulled into this as a I guess member of NASCAR all he did was win a trophy he didn't start the chant he also didn't blatantly lie to say they're saying let's go Brandon and then is that news corporation held responsible for anything like that? Yeah, so you're saying Brandon like suing NBC or Brandon suing like NASCAR or could it be said that these damages are on him and it's not about whether or not you guys are LGB coin or whether you guys are Home Depot, but now he is being targeted for something. It'd be one thing if he started saying fuck Joe Biden and be like, well okay you kind of brought that on yourself. He's literally sitting mm-hmm. there with the trophy just beaming. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, not my complete expertise in the law, um, you know, for, for NBC, like it's not really liable, right? Yeah. It would, you could basically make an argument that they could have reasonably foreseen him losing sponsors because of this lie going viral. I think that's probably a tough argument there against NBC. Um, I think, you know, conceptually, he has probably a better case against NASCAR for provoking the sponsorship. But now the fact that we paid him double, you know, post revocation, you know, NASCAR would probably argue that they, uh, 
um, you know, he doesn't actually have monetary damages because, you know, we, we did the off-track sponsorship, so he got paid anyway, right? Um, so, you know, he, you know, he owns coin, right? I mean, a big part of our sponsorship was giving him coin, so I mean, he could conceivably be a plaintiff there that the value of his coin decreased because of NASCAR's malicious, uh, you know, revocation. Um, I don't know if there's any clause in his contract with NASCAR that prohibits him from suing NASCAR. That would be kind of like one, you know, one thing to, to, to check. But yeah, if I, in real time doing legal analysis here, uh, uh, yeah. you know, I would say his probably his best, his best argument would probably be, um, you know, for that revocation to valuing, you know, his, his coin. And that, that is definitely foreseeable, yeah. you know, on NASCAR's boy. And so, and probably malicious, given the, the subsequent LGBT trolling. Yeah, they, yeah, they really kind of leaned into it. That's it's one thing if you accidentally stab someone, but if you twist it in there, you know, it's like you carve right. your, you carve your initials. It's like, ah, yeah, I don't know about that, man. You um, know, even if, you know, if accidentally stabbing someone, you could still get involuntary tax on it, right? Okay, so well, even like an accident is no excuse, but they they knew there is no accident. Right? Yeah, they approved it. They followed their guidelines. If you know, follow their guidance to not use the phrase "Let's go, Brandon," but just simply "LGB coin," right? So it, it's you know they cave to pressure for someone else. And, you know, I don't know how big their contract is with NBC. It's probably pretty big. NBC rights contracts are normally big, so maybe you know they viewed it well. You know, let's make this guy and make this community you know sue us. Maybe we'll settle. Maybe we we'll get lucky in court, but we keep our. Our, our television contract. I mean, I'm guessing there was some kind of calculus like that. Yeah, it goes to show my legal mind. I'm like, there's you can stab someone by accident. I know, in fact, Tommy, you cannot. So I guess that can't do that. Can't. Don't be so stabbing nobody. I'll stay. I'll stay in my podcast. Well, self defense in Florida. You know, we have the state of right? So if someone threatens you and you're on your property, you actually can use deadly force. Right. Um, you know, if you the threat here in Florida. So noted. Um, with now, I, one more question: Are there any other crypto sponsorships in NASCAR? Oh yeah, lots. I mean, Brandon's car was sponsored by Trade the Chain even before this. So, is there ground there? No, no, you can't say that. A, by the way, they didn't even give us ground. They didn't call me. Phelps wouldn't call me. They wouldn't call anybody else uh, who owned LGB coin. Right. It was just like, you know, a cowardly reputation through leaks in the media. Is that itself illegal? Or probably probably not. It's just cowardly. Just just poor business. Okay. So Well it's just like what man, right? Like if you got a problem with someone, you're gonna nominate your face, you're gonna be like, Hey, hey buddy at CNN, will you you know, will you report this because I don't have a cojones to, to yeah. tell someone? Yeah. Well again, I'm I'm looking at it from like what would stand up legally. So you know, got you for, for, for 10 more. Who knows? They could come out and say, you know what? Uh, we actually, it is approved all along, and the car is going to race the Daytona because we haven't actually put out a statement and, you know, say that it's revoked. That could be. That could <laughs> that could kind of be like the mandates, right? Where it's like there was. Yeah, hey, Steve, if you're watching at home, you can still save face. There, you still got <laughs> an out, buddy. Art of War. Give him an out. Don't don't make the cornered animal lash out. You can still, right? you can still run out the doggy door. Like, you can still do it. I could. I, I, I'd honestly rather destroy him than get him out because he's, he's yeah, seen no, no, it's my own indication to be a horrible person. It's what it stands for. Uh, yeah, no, eviscerate him. Salt the earth. Yeah, no, I'm with you. 
go full patent. So how confident are well not how confident is it is it a done deal? I mean, are you guys are you guys gonna fuck them to the high heavens? I mean, we're, we're definitely going to sue them. I mean, there's always risk in litigation, right? I mean, there's technicalities, there's standing issues, banding issues, people fight over stuff all day long, right? Um, but my track record's pretty good. Let's put it that way. It is, yeah. It's, again, you've eviscerated Goldman Sachs, so, yeah, you're not too worried about this. Technically, it was ex-Goldman Sachs. Ex-Goldman, right? yes. J.P. Morgan and the experts of FBI and the ex-trustee for Cleveland. So pretty big, bad, bad peeps. I've been frustrated. But yeah, Corzine was the, the, the co-CEO of Goldman who brought that public. And then uh, it, it's, it's actually funny. Goldman fired Corzine. Um, and psychologically, this whole thing in MF Global, like he said, I'm going to make Goldman Sachs regret they fired me. I'm going to turn this sleepy 200-year-old commodity broker into a global proprietary trading powerhouse. He took all the firm's capital, leveraged up 30 to 1, trade went against him. He hit it from the rating agencies, right? So his credit eventually got downgraded, and then so he robbed his own customers from their segregated trust accounts, farmers, ranchers, Coca-Cola, Coke Industries, Charles Schwab, all these guys were, were victims of, of Corzine, right? American businesses, so, you know, independent farmers, big and small, right? Um, but yeah, it was actually all to try to spite Goldman. So um, I think in this case, Goldman actually got the, the, the last laugh. That's making my head spin. What, what what other things of import am I not touching on? As I showed with my stab someone by accident question, what are what other big things have I not brought up? Because I know I've got you for seven more minutes. Basically, free reign. Well, you, free reign. Yeah, well, you got me in the legal world. I think it's interesting to talk about like why meme coins are a thing. Okay. Right? We've seen, you know, Joe's coin and... Uh, and Shiba Coin, which were like started as a joke and, you know, been like 20, 30, 40, 50 million in market capitalization, right? Um, so, so people got to ask, why? Um, why is that a thing? And, you know, it gets back to like backwards government policy and cronyism, right? So, um, like the current SEC chairman is a guy named Gary Gensler, who is also an ex-Goldman, surprise, surprise who was the chairman of the CFTC for MF Global, who dealt with John Corzine on his personal email to illegally obey federal records retention rules, like Hillary, you know, people make it a big deal over emails, who cares? No, it's like you're willfully avoiding federal law by dealing with, with government, official government business while a secretary of an agency, this is not like some secretary, like a, like a, this kind of secretary, it's like the head of an entire government agency is willfully evading federal law. There's got to be a reason for why they're doing that, right? But that guy is now chairman of the SEC, and he has been, you know, playing Mr. Protectionist for the big banks and suing all these crypto projects um, that have legitimate functionality, right? And say, well, it's a security and you can't have a crypto that's a security that's bought by anybody who's not an accredited investor, even though non-accredited investors could go to casinos, do sports gambling, uh, play the lottery, things with far lower expected value. Like since, since like the Bitcoin ETF was denied by the SEC in the name of investor protection, it's up, I forget the exact number, but something like 80,000%, right? <laughs> okay, but, you know, in the name of investment protection, you can't have a Bitcoin ETF, but you can go play the lottery that's the government sponsored, right? Okay, so, like, that whole art argument is ludicrous, right? But so, anyway, meme coins, they have no intrinsic value, okay? It's just, you know, like, there's 
trillions of them yeah. minted, right? And they're fractional pennies, LGB coin, just like those, just like Shiba, right? And, you know, it's just, you know, a digital collectible, okay? L LGB coin has the added benefit of being a digital expression of political speech, um, you know, since you're supporting the, the Let's Go Brandon movement, right? So there's additional First Amendment uh, safe harbors there, right? But, um you know, the reason these meme coins come up, people are so interested in crypto. They've seen, you know, that they missed out on 80,000% or whatever with the Bitcoin ETF because the SEC protected them from that. You know, they've seen Ethereum go from like a penny to as high as 4,800 bucks a coin. They missed out on that, right? So Doge is something, well, the government can't legally stop them from buying it because it's not a security because it's a joke, right? And then people who missed out on Doge said, okay, well, we're going to start Shiba and we're going to do the same thing as Doge because we missed out on that. Right. And then LGB coin is the same thing, except instead of just being a joke about a digital um, dog, right? It's a meme coin with a message. Okay. So, when, you know, you got all these people. How many let's go branding t shirts have you seen? Yeah. Okay. This is like buying a t shirt, except you could show a market capitalization. This is how many people have put their money in, in an aggregated format and look at a graph to say, we are against the media lying to us, we're against the government lying to us, you know, about COVID. Right, we're for America, return to America values, right? Um, so it, it's this, you know, really powerful thing that people are, you know, speculating on this, this joke coin. And I always urge people, you know, don't, you know, think of it like a t shirt, you know, like if, if you don't have a lot of money, don't go buy a thousand t shirts, yeah. okay? Yeah. But, you know, if you're rich and you want to, you know, buy a jet and put Let's Go Brandon on it and you can afford it, like, you know, go do that. This is the, the digital equivalent, right? But you've seen this, like, perverse speculation on intrinsic valueless digital assets um, because the SEC has banned people from buying digital assets that have much value, right? And, uh, you know, fine people and, you know, a lot of like, the leading early people in crypto willfully broke the law. They took slaps on the wrist, right? Because, you know, it took the SEC years uh, to come after them and they made billions of dollars, you know, by doing so. And, uh, you know, people saw that and they're like, okay, well, the next thing is, okay, well, we can do these meme coins and, you know, comply with the law, um, you know, but play into the interest for crypto, but not have to worry about, you know, getting fined and getting in trouble because, you know, the government wants to slow down innovation so the banks, the brokerages can catch up. I mean, it's really screwed up. And the SEC kind of did the same thing like 10 years ago. There's a concept called crowdfunding, like Kickstarter is kind of kickstarted that whole movement. And, you know, in the early days of crowdfunding, there were no safe harbors for that. It was the same situation where if you're not a credit investor, you could put money up to help a startup company get started and kickstart them, right? But you can only get a t-shirt. You can't get securities in the company because it's illegal to give them security. So you're saying the government is protecting you by letting you give a startup money for which you only get a T-shirt in return, okay? But the company could be the next Amazon and you get none of its stock, but you're being protected, right? And that's now since gone away, okay? There's like rank A and a couple other, you know, safe harbors where retail can now go crowdfund a company and, and get equity participation. And we assume that's what will happen in crypto in the meantime. But for now, all this interest in crypto, because they're protected from functional crypto, has come into these meme coins. So it's it's this fascinating dichotomy that just shows the unintended consequences of bad regulatory policy. Well, actually, to me, what it looks like, just to 
to boil it all down is it kind of looks like the same thing on like what is LGB? What is the Tiananmen Squares? It's not just you can't criticize this or that. What it is, it's the real-time lying, fiery, but mostly, mostly peaceful protests. You're seeing the detachment, the, the willing and conscious detachment and warping of reality as they have that power to do not just fiery, but mostly peaceful, but also we got to invade Iraq, right? So we see those things. That's kind of how I see all of this is it's not, it's not just, oh, meme coin this or, or speech that it's, again, it's removing their centralized power of you have to use this currency. Inflation is a hidden taxation. We're just going to blow it through the roof. Your savings don't matter. And you have something that is as uh, it's grounded in the sense that gold is grounded, but it's without all the hassle of having to order gold and have it and hold on to it and hope it's not at a bank and hope they still have it and all that good stuff. It kind of seems like the same thing. This is a centralized power structure, a lot of window dressing. Oh, it's, it's LGB. It's you're making. No, it's it's the reliance on the media to tell the truth, which they're not. And then it's also one more facet of government, the ability to control the money supply and control what you do with it under the guise of we're protecting you. So really, they're both tips of two tentacles of the same thing. It's centralized power. Correct. It's really well said. I mean, you, I, I, I got to leave it a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to leave it one, one final concept. So I, I sadly forgot what friend of mine said this because I love to give attributions for others' good ideas. But uh, um, basically, he said governments have monopolies on two things: violence and money. Right. Well, with crypto and having the decentralization, like even if I got put in jail tomorrow. Right, like LGB coins still exist. Okay, it's decentralized on the blockchain. It's almost impossible to shut it down without shutting down like every computer on earth. Right, and that gives it power. That means I don't have to worry about getting canceled, and no one else who owns LGB has to worry about getting canceled. And as long as people still believe in expressing their political speech by buying the coin, okay, that gives research uh, resources to do things like make sure Brandon is funded. Okay, make sure, you know, Parler makes some money off of this because we want to support independent speech, right? Like, we've got a getter account, too. You know, I look forward to hopefully supporting Truth Social once we learn a little bit more about that. You know, so supporting causes like free speech, donating, you know, to candidates who are pro-truth, right? Um, donating to charities, helping people, right? We're helping people across the board with something that can't be shut down by the government. And a lot of cases, places that we've donated to are people that the current administration doesn't like. Right. So that's inherently powerful. And like, I'm not a, a big believer in violence. Right. But I am a big believer in advocacy. Mm -hmm. OK. And so this this coin and, you know, some other ideas I have with crypto, I think crypto is going to be is thus far very underutilized from an advocacy perspective. But LGB coin is kind of a dry run for that. Right. And we are advocating, you know, for free speech. And, you know, we're taking on you know, censorship and, and, you know, this bad COVID policy, especially if, Robert, if the rumors aren't true, Robert Malone actually did buy LGB, that really makes my heart happy, right? Um, but uh, I think that you're going to see crypto be more and more a tool for having, like, you know, armies of advocacy. And, you know, you could do things like, you know, for example, you know, like BLM has all these paid protesters and they're, like, rioting and creating chaos and stuff. Well, for someone like me who, who believes in nonviolent protests, you know, you could create a crypto coin and pay your protesters with a smart contract, okay, where, you know, they can afford to, to you know, to not work and go and, and do a protest, but 
if they get arrested, if they commit violence or whatever, their coin is best, right? So you can use that as a method for, um, you know, creating orderly nonviolent protests. And, you know, that's something I think I'm going to wind up doing a lot in the future. And, you know, this this coin is going to be a, a tool for advocacy. I think taking NASCAR to court and showing them what, what the cost of censorship in our cases, um, I think that's going to be a, a resounding lesson in society. And, you know, and I think, um, you know, I might, I'm also considering libel actions against, you know, some some of these newspapers who leak this news, who, you know, a couple like Washington Post called LGBTQ valueless. Well, you know, at the time I was worth $330 million, whatever. It's far from valueless. Like the coins, there might be 330 trillion coins and they're a fraction of a penny each, but in aggregate, it's sure in value. Values, right. So, um, you know, if I could use that as a proxy and, you know, hit the Washington Post or I think Yahoo made similar claims, hit them with liable claims and, you know, collect on them and you show them that there's a price for lying. I think that's a common theme of where this coin can be very powerful in, in its message. The truth does matter. Beautifully said, mic drop. I hope Malone. I hope Malone owns some. If I when I uh, when I get him on here next, I'll, uh, I'll I'll ask him off camera if he owns some. Who knows? Maybe we'll have you done Malone? Malone's been on, here, show? He's been on here five times. Four ninety five, six seventeen. No came awesome. on with Joe Kent, Green Beret, running for Congress, uh, and uh, he came on uh, with Dr. Adity Bargava, head of mRNA research at UCSF. He's been on here with Dr. McCullough. Uh, one of his last tweets before he got banned was of my podcast on him, and then. 653 just last week first episode of 2022 was with dr mccullough dr malone and matthias desmond who's behind mass formation psychosis which was kind of the buzzword during the mccullough and malone mm-hmm. episodes that was his last one on here and that's my most viewed episode malone's a badass dude dude oh, that's incredible yeah i i believe it or not, i watch almost no tv videos podcasts or anything i'm very much like a reader because i read very quickly and fact check stuff um, but I, I did listen to his Rogan podcast. I, I'm sorry. I didn't even know he was on the show. Sorry about it. But I listened to the Rogan one. And I mean, talk about an eloquent, thoughtful guy who substantiates everything he says. And like, that is who big tech wants to censor. I mean, like, give me a, like, that's bad. That's like straight out of 1984. Like, 84 is supposed to be. A, a, a warning and not an instruction manual, but like Twitter, Google, you know, Google like, I mean, they, they take it as an instruction manual. Oh, yeah, no, dude. And it's, it's awful. So, as much as we could all, you know, fight back and, you know, use LGB coin as, as, as a weapon and in the war for restoring truth, like, let's go. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's, yeah, no, I, I, I take no offense, dude. My, my channel's tiny. It's, um, but he's awesome. I love having him on here. And yeah, I'm with you. I listen to audiobooks. I listen to about one a week. I don't watch TV. I don't watch Netflix, nothing. But I did listen to the Malone one as well. And I was like, I got to get Matthias Desmond on. Um, and it's like, well, I've never talked to him. You guys tell him I'm a huge fan. And dude, like, I you're a avid reader and everything he said. So, uh, I absolutely uh, will. It's, things are accelerating. It's, it's, get, it's getting wilder and wilder. Um, let's go, baby. I will put all your links in the description. As always, I'll email you when it's up. Love to have you on again sometime. And um, yeah, man. Absolutely, bud. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on here. God bless America. Stay safe, everybody. Take care. James Cotulis, thank you, sir. Recording stopped. Peace.